Young leaders are being promoted to mid and senior level positions quite often, but do they have the necessary skills and training to be great leaders? In this episode, we will discuss an article Jack Sanger wrote for Harvard Business Review titled, We Wait Too Long to Train Our Leaders. Welcome to the 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zanger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million assessments of global leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th percentile. I'm your host, Brianna Corin, and with me today is my friend and leadership legend, Jack Sanger. Very nice to join you, <clears throat> albeit virtually. You've been in the learning and development industry for many years, and you've developed a lot of leaders. At what age do you believe you can start teaching leadership skills? Years ago, I was involved with a firm that experimented with teaching leadership principles to elementary school children. Hmm. We were introducing the very same skills that we were teaching our first-line supervisors and managers in corporations to nine and ten-year-olds. <laughs> what, what we found was that they had no problem in understanding the concepts, such as the importance of preserving self-esteem or the importance of focusing on a problem rather than a personality. Um, in fact, we heard a great story about a, a third grader who, after being chastised by her mother for something, she said to her mother, you're focusing on the, on the person, not the problem. Uh, and the mother was very taken aback by this. From this, we concluded that it's never too early to teach leadership skills. Uh, I'm not suggesting that teaching leadership skills to the schools is a corporation's responsibility, but I am arguing that leadership development can be taught at any age and that companies wait far too long to begin. And when I say late, I mean very late. How late? We looked at a Zenger Folkman database of 17,000 worldwide leaders that participate in our training programs. These leaders came from companies in virtually every sector throughout the world. The average age that these leaders started their leadership training was 46. You heard that right, age 46. More than half of all participants were between ages 36 and 49, less than 10% were under 30, and less than 5% were 27. From this data, we see that leaders were getting training when they were a little older, but is that really a problem? Bree, I think that it is a problem. Uh, let me just paint the picture even a little more uh, you know, vigorously. Uh, we saw that participants who were 56 years of age and older were more prevalent than those who were 35 years of age and younger. I think that is a serious problem. And, you know, the age that we found recently in our analysis of our data was 46. That's up from what it was a decade or so ago, where it was 42. So, yes, it's a serious problem. It's because the average age of a supervisor who gets appointed to his or her position is somewhere, you know, 27, 28, 29. The typical individual in these companies became a, a supervisor at that age. And then before they received any formal training, any formal feedback about how well they were doing, 
they were in their, you know, their, their mid forties. Uh, I'm not suggesting that they didn't get any, any instruction on the company policies or on mm -hmm. the legal requirements of their job, but any kind of significant formal training seemed to come much later. Wow. I mean, that seems to be a real disservice to young leaders who probably want to know how to be a better leader and are just trying to figure it out as they go along. I mean, going more than a decade without getting any leadership training, that's hard. Jack, is there a time in your life that you tried to wing something with absolutely no training? Absolutely. Um, after finishing my MBA, uh, in my first job, I found it necessary to terminate a person on my staff. That wasn't a topic that was ever discussed in the two years of my MBA program. <laughs> and the discussion did not go well. The person was extremely emotional and very, very upset and left the discussion in tears. And frankly, I did not handle it well. I was pretty confident kid. And the first time I went skiing with my dad, he put some of those edgy wedgies on my skis and he put me on the ski lift and we got to the top and he gently gave me a push. And as you can imagine, with no training, it didn't end very well. And after that, um, he took me to ski school and signed me up. So let's just say that practicing anything mildly important like skiing or firing someone without any training is inadvisable. Yes, and I think the fact that so many managers are practicing leadership without formal training should alarm people. And here are some of the reasons why. Uh, practicing without training ingrains bad habits. Picking up on your skiing example, <laughs> um, I learned to ski when I was 41 years of age. Uh, my my kids and my grandkids started skiing when they were four and five and six. And you can't believe the difference in how we ski. Uh, I learned some really bad habits and never got over them. My My kids and my grandkids, they had instructors who taught them the right way, gave them good form. They ski more confidently. Uh, they ski more gracefully with, with much more finesse than I ever will have. And I think that same principle applies to, to leadership. We learn some bad habits. We practice bad habits. Hard to unlearn them once they've been ingrained in us. Another reason is practice makes perfect, but only if it's done correctly. Practicing for hours doesn't automatically create excellent skills. And I learned that lesson the hard way. Growing up, I uh, was involved in a lot of musical theater. And in college, I had the opportunity to play an amazing role. But the song was really difficult for me to sing. I met with my professor and I tried to belt out the tune, but my voice just kept giving out. I was so discouraged, I started to cry. And I told her that I had been practicing over the past few weeks. And I'll never forget what she told me after that. She said, it doesn't matter how much you practice if you practiced incorrectly. Mm -hmm. Over the next few weeks, I spent a significant amount of time retraining my voice to sing the song correctly through focused and deliberate practice. Perfect practice makes perfect performance. 
Yeah, very much. You know, and one more reason uh, is that young supervisors are indeed practicing on the job, whether you've trained them or not, and they can do a great deal of damage. I strongly believe every employee who works in an organization deserves to work for a good boss. The company owes that to them. Very true. So we're also doing a huge disservice to the leader himself or herself when they have no training. Their career is set on a bad trajectory if they've had no development. Supervisors are, are leading from the first day that they begin performing on the job. Would it not be in the organization's and the individual's best interests to begin that process the moment they're selected for that position? You know, for as long as I can recall, there have been those who have observed with all the money and time being spent on leadership development programs, why don't we have better leaders? And the answer to that question is obviously complex, but could a part of the answer be that we simply have waited too long to develop these skills? Yes, it may be possible to teach old dogs new tricks, but there's no question that the sooner you begin, the easier it is. The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast, was written and recorded by Brianna Corrin and Jack Sanger, with music by Pleasant Pictures and produced by Sanger Folkman. If you like our show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. For more information about Sanger Folkman's leadership assessment offerings and to see what research we referenced in this episode, go to zangerfolkman.com and search podcast.